Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Friends, our second reading of scripture this day comes to us from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And if you would like to follow along, you may do so uh, of a Bible of your own or in the Pew Bible or in your bulletin insert. Let us listen now to God's holy word. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Genesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boats. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but I've caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down my nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were there with him were amazed at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Looking ahead at the calendar, I think pastors are always shocked to realize how soon Lent and Easter are coming up. I'm no exception. And seeing that Lent and Easter were not that far off, I decided to pull out my trumpet uh, to see if I could get a head start on practicing some music. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I haven't touched my trumpet in... uh, more years than I care to admit, but the notes came back to me. I remembered all the fingerings, the breathing, the articulation. They came back like they were a second nature. Now, of course, I put my practicing on hold uh, because I had some tooth concerns, but they're all good now. (laughs) Thinking, though, about my experience with music, I realized, or I remembered, 
that we, most of us here have honed a life skill or that we've honed certain skills or talents over time and that we've utilized them in different ways to various degrees. And since we're only human, there are occasions where we might not have used a skill for a certain amount of time. And we might think then that we've forgotten how to do something, but in reality, we really haven't. This reawakening, this repurposing of our time, of our talents, is what we hear and find in our reading for today. And like the first disciples, we too are amazed, are awestruck, and we struggle to comprehend the abundance found in this divinely inspired call to repurpose our lives. Abundance and compassion and a repurposing of our vision appears to be out of reach when our nets are empty. We all know what it's like to pull out a net devoid of good things, of life-giving things. It's disheartening. It's a disheartening feeling, one that hurts greater when we realize the cost of pulling up that empty net. When we realize how much energy, how much time, how much resources, how much our own hearts experienced pain, it hurts all the more when we pull up that empty net. The first disciples understood this. They understood this spiritually and they understood it physically as they exposed themselves to the elements of working throughout the night trying to bring in a catch. As they worked tirelessly to cast and recast their nets. Is that a feeling you can relate to? Is that a feeling that you can empathize with at the very least? Can you place yourself in a moment where you felt your energy and hope escape because you were too tired of pulling up an empty net? The thing about empty nets is that they often lead not just to disappointment, but they often lead to fatigue. And fatigue, fatigue of the body and the soul creates a vacuum that will fill itself with whatever it can suck in to fill that void. If you are in a place where you're tired of pulling empty nets, are you aware of what has filled that void, that space, in the place of the hope or passion that was once there? Are you aware of what has filled your heart when you were done with pulling up empty nets into your boat? Who can say what was going through Simon's mind as he came in, the sun rising, 
as he was going through the motion of just cleaning his nets, when Jesus suddenly appeared. Jesus appears and suddenly asks Simon to take his boat out into the lake so that he can preach to the crowd that had gathered there. I don't want to put words or thoughts into Peter's mouth or into his head, but if I were Peter, if you were Peter, you might feel like exuding the energy that a teenager does when their parents ask them to clean their room or do something they don't want to do. I mean, those of you who raised kids probably know. I imagine Peter carried that kind of energy. Why? Why do I need to take my bow out, Jesus? I just spent the night working with nothing to show for my effort. There's a time in our Christian lives when I begin, when I, where I believe this internal monologue is something that happens to each of us. When Jesus asks us to do something after a series of things not going our way, and when we're burned out, Jesus seems to ask us to do one more thing. But maybe Jesus posing that last request, that last question, has a purpose. Perhaps it's meant to fill the void, the vacuum created by our disappointment. Jesus understands what happens when our disappointment is free to run rampant, because it often leads to fear, fear of loss, fear of embarrassment, fear that we might never overcome whatever obstacle is in our way. I was touched by the words uh, in a recent interview with the late-night television host, uh, Stephen Colbert, where he talked about the intersection of his faith and comedy. And one particular thing stood out to me, which is when he said this, that fear is the thing that keeps you turning, that keeps you from, fear is the thing that keeps you from turning to evil devices to save you from the sadness. To say that the last couple years have been challenging, I think would be an understatement. And unfortunately, we know what evil devices people have turned to to fill the gap created by their fear and hopelessness. As people of faith, as disciples, we know, though, the first step of correcting this downward spiral. That when we listen to what it is Jesus is saying, when we take our boats out, when we do cast our nets again because Jesus tells us to. The first step of correcting this is listening and trusting. Oftentimes, people will use this passage to talk about discipleship or evangelism, and while those themes are certainly present in our reading for today, I would want to say that we also hear a message that touches on something more, that being a renewed sense 
of hope. Before Simon cast out his net into the water, he turns to Jesus with doubt in his voice one last time. And he questions whether or not it's really a good idea. But Simon trusts, and soon enough he casts his net out into the deep water, and the nets that were once empty are now filled. And not only are they filled, they're so full that another boat has to come over, and they're on the verge of sinking. Any notions of scarcity, any idea that there is not enough was dispelled, and only abundance remained. Hope was restored, and a weary and hurting soul was healed. And Jesus then extends the call to become fishers of people. Not fishers who rope in others with a, with a hook. That's not what Jesus is asking. But fishers who seek out people who are hurting because they know what it's like to be hurt. To go out and reach other people who are in need of healing in a place where they can find community because they too know what that was like. Fishers who go out into the world seeking the lonely, the tired, the weary, all those who need a place of rest. Because those fishers know what it is like to need that in their own lives. We need to hear these words of Jesus today as much as the first people Jesus called. As we are weary disciples in this year of 2022. And as Jesus told them, Jesus too tells us, do not be afraid. For the call to be fishers of people means that we will too be going out and that we will do some really hard but some really good deep water work. What I mean is that in this pursuit to follow Jesus, we will follow Jesus to a place of healing and abundance, that we will encounter others along the way, remembering how we felt when we were in a position with little or no hope, and that we can offer something then to those who need it. We can cast out our nets so that we might pull them out of waters of despair and bring them into waters of hope. Hearing the words of Jesus, we know the abundance that comes from the heart of God is moving in this place. So let us not live with bodies, with hands that indicate otherwise. Let us not live with fists held tight. But let us go. Let us go be fishers of people. Let us go with a sense of abundance. Let us go casting our nets that don't suppress people, but instead liberate them. Let us go and cast our nets 
that bring us to a place of healing and wholeness. And let us go, not just with this sense of abundance, but let us go so that we might use our skills, our talents, to live as disciples of our living God, who says, go and be fishers of people. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.